Foozle. British English. Verb. To bungle a shot. Noun. A bungled shot. Particularly in golf. Welcome to Foozled It, where we sit down with a different comedian each episode and offer emotional support and healing for the most cringy performances. I'm your host, Rebecca Porter, and today I'm joined by a New York comedian, actress, and writer who is not only a truly funny lady, but also supports new comedians. And I have to say, she has a special place in my heart because I did my first open mic with her. Welcome to the show, Tess Tregales. Hello. Yay. <laughs> I didn't know I was, at, I was your first open mic. I know. It was such a big deal. I didn't know. I thought you were like very experienced. So it was like, oh, she's got it together. She's doing the thing. Yes. I'm impressed. That is exactly mm-hmm. the vibe that I want to put out there. <laughs> so I have to ask, how did you decide that you're funny enough to have a YouTube channel? <laughs> that is such a good question. Um, I decided when I realized you might be able to make money on YouTube. Um, and yes. then I, you know, I was doing stand up and I was writing sketches and they were staying on my computer in a document and it was so sad looking at them. So I was, <laughs> just thought, okay, let's put these out into the universe, see if anything happens. And if it does great. And if it doesn't, then my children will have something to make fun of me for in the future. So, I mean, it's a win-win. It's, that's always good because, like, you know you'll have stuff to make fun of them with. So then it's sort of yeah, like take, it'll be an equal trade. And give. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I have watched it, and I do think it's good fun, your YouTube channel. So it's te- Test Trigales. You. you know, I have fun making it. A lot of different versions of me on the channel, but um, it's very fun. Yeah. I think, you know what, that's what, that's what I was told when I started doing comedy. That's what I was told was like the main thing is if you have fun, chances are everyone else will have fun because you're just like doing whatever you want. Exactly. It's a very uh, selfish game. It's like, if I'm having fun and you're not, there's something wrong with you. (laughs) (laughs) This isn't my fault. You are the person who has a real problem. Exactly. And I know you're, you're a bit of a triple threat, actress, comedian, writer, you must have, and I don't mean this because I think you're bad. I think you are really funny, but everyone has really cringy, awful performances that they've done. And since you've done oh, so yeah. many different things, what is like your most cringy? The one where you like sometimes wake up and then like in cold sweats thinking about it. Um, it's hard for me to even like categorize it because I've had different ones and I guess each genre. Um, I mean, they're like improv is totally different because I feel like improv, I'm always nervous and always sweating. And Mm -hmm. then I black out and I don't remember. (laughs) So people will be like, you're so funny. And I'm like, I don't remember anything I just said. So I'm going to take your word for it. I I truly black out. But there was one time um, in improv and we were horses, which never starts off well. Um, (laughs) And at one point, I mean, it was just so quiet and it was for my, it was in my college. So, um, you know, everybody I knew and the guy I liked was there and 
teachers I wanted to impress. I mean, it was every, I mean, my parents might've been there. I don't even know. No pressure. Um, but we were horses. I know. Right. So I was already nervous and we were horses. And at one point, um, it was one of my good friends. So we were, I guess having fun, but we knew it was failing. <laughs> and we were, had this idea of like a horse riding a horse, which isn't funny. Um, and, and at one point I like jumped on his back, overestimated my jumping ability. And I like practically landed on his shoulders. And like the audience was terrified for our health at that point, which is never good. Cause we had, I landed on him and then he kind of like stumbled and we both fell a little bit. You, you definitely don't like, want the audience worried about like health and safety when you're doing any kind of comedy show. I think this is like, like just like a point of clarification for anyone listening. That is not the goal of comedy. Yes, no, <laughs> that is the worst. Like physical comedy is so calculated like if you do physical comedy well, you rehearse it again and again and again so that there is absolutely no worry in the audience's mind. But this was a like dire attempt to have something happen and it failed. It failed miserably. Um, and now I just try not to touch anybody ever. And, you know, after the show, people were like, are you okay? Versus like, you were so funny. Oh no. And how do you feel now? Like thinking about it, is it one of those moments where like just walking down the street, suddenly this like wave of shame washes over you? Yeah. I mean, we laugh about it now, so it's fine. Um, kind of fine. Yeah. It's kind it's, of not I'm pretty fine. forgiving, but now I'm, now that I'm thinking, I know now I'm thinking of like other traumatic experiences and I'm like wait that's not even the worst so it, oh I, my I gosh do that tell like, that was so stupid so, um so stand-up is I think like the worst one mm-hmm. um because that's like all of you you know like you're you're like this is me as a human being yeah and I had a I was hosting a show a show for valentine's day And like, I'm going to talk about the first time, um, you know, I fell in love and, you know, cause that has a funny story about, you know, falling in love very quickly when you're young, but also, um, you know, how crazy it can be and, um, impulsive you are, I guess. Hmm. And, um, so it had highs and lows to it, but I, um, (laughs) I was in a really hot room and so I was already sweating through my black dress. I was wearing a black dress and I was already sweating through it. So that's bad. And I compared um, bad hookups to cheese. And (laughs) I said like bad hookups. Yeah. Ridiculous. It's just like bad hookups are like cheese. They, you know, when they happen, they're kind of gross and icky and, sticky and you just don't really want to look at them but then you put them in a cellar and as time goes on you know they turn into something different and they morph into a beautiful decadent thing that people love to listen to at dinner parties basically was my Mm -hmm. was my idea (laughs) 
And then I kept referring to my love story as the cheese in my cellar (laughs) and didn't ring well with the male audience because someone (laughs) said, ew. And I said, first of all, and I started talking about, you know, my cellar (laughs) and how it's normal for women to have a stinking cellar (laughs) and it was so and this this guy and then he made he made a verbal um like throwing up sound where he was like and and then I was like did you just throw up and there was no response and then you know I was I just kind of plowed through it but yeah, it was really, I mean, it was really embarrassing because usually like, you know, I think it's empowering for women to talk about mm. their sellers yeah. and, yeah. you know, and even if you don't get a laugh, but then I got a, like a gross vibe and I wanted, and I was so mad because I wanted mm. to be like, you're the problem. Like you don't like like, okay, first off, you try to be this heterosexual tough guy, but you don't like vaginas. Like, what does that say about you? But I was so nervous and sweaty mm. that I just started <laughs> talking about when I fell in love. And it was like, oh my God, yeah. And I have it on video. It might be on my YouTube. I, my children will find that one day. Mm. Somebody um, will definitely find it. But yeah, that was pretty bad. Oh, so It's so mm-hmm. frustrating because that's one of those things that... Um, you know, like men talk about shit like that all the time and everyone's like, ha ha ha, so funny. And when women start talking about like sexy times and like things happening Mm -hmm. downstairs, um, as you know, I have this bit about like blisters on your nether regions from bicycling too much. Um, and sometimes people are just like, that's gross. (laughs) Yeah, it is. I know. I was there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're like, I live this, please. <laughs> but it's also, it's interesting because especially, um, you know, you go to these open mics and it's a lot of guys talking about, you know, masturbation or mm. whatever they, and, you know, a lot of like, very strange jokes where you're like, that's gross, but not for you because you're gross. Like, I think there's something about, like, a man being gross is almost expected, and mm. a woman being gross is, like, not allowed for some reason. So, I think it was, like, I don't know, maybe it's a weird double standard, but yeah. I don't know. I, I've, I'm, girls are disgusting, and I'm one of them. I'm, I mean really just so unorganized and so um you know I think like I think women don't admit how gross we are sometimes and I think that's why stand-up's great because you get to be like oh women do that too whose fault is it anyway okay this is the segment Tess where we assign appropriate blame for your very traumatic and awful experiences. And you had at least two, you had the terrible improv yes. experience and the nasty man stand-up experience. So um, 
Yeah, yeah. I think. Should we start with improv and then we'll move into stand-up? All right. I, f- I feel like, like the school can be in part to blame because they clearly did not yes. train you well enough. We were not trained. <laughs> so I think that's not on you. I think, you know, we pay so much for school and, and get, you know, I think maybe if they had had like a playground or something on college campuses, they would have gotten my my energy out and my jumping and climbing ability would be improved. You know, there's so many things. Mm-hmm. No, I think that's a really, I think that's a really, really good point that there isn't enough like children's play areas on college campus. <laughs> what, am I, what am I even learning here? If I'm not learning to climb things, come <laughs> on. God, I know. They're like, yes, I hear yeah. you for the real world. I'm like, what happens if I need to climb? Or, yeah, it could also be, it just came to me, um, there may not have been enough aggressive sports for women. And then you could have taken all of that Ooh, energy out like that. in like aggressive sporting capabilities. Uh, and then when you got that to your improv, it would have been much chiller. I'm just, I mean, that's what the Romans did, yeah. right? So I'm just saying, they, they must have gotten something right. Yeah, we got to go back to the Romans. Like glad If I, I mean, yeah, I know. I was just thinking like women gladiators. Let's bring that out. Let's right. Get like a woman to fight a gazelle or like a bear. <laughs> I'm like, not like people fighting people. Cause In, that's on weird. college campuses. <laughs> no, that's, this is how they're going to make more money. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's a whole major. <laughs> what did you major in? Uh, I fought bears. What about you? Oh, just. English. Yeah. Or like someone's Whatever. like, I'm a black belt. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a black belt in karate. Really? Because I fought an actual black bear. So I feel like <laughs> I win this one. <laughs> so is, that, silly. is that why you don't have any legs? I don't want to talk about it. It's not important. <laughs> I only got a B plus in that course. <laughs> mm, I think, yeah, I think that is what's to blame is there weren't enough aggressive sports. Specifically sports in which women fought live animals. whose fault is it anyway all right let's get to the big guns this time that terrible stand-up that left you traumatized (laughs) potentially hating men i don't know i don't know what happened whose fault is that (laughs) dig deep oh well i can't blame the guy who did it because i'm just assuming he's a virgin and he just doesn't know and maybe he hasn't you know felt the love of a woman's touch in so long that you know i i feel bad for him at that point he he never smelled smelled a woman's cellar he's never yeah he's never been invited to the cellar maybe he just feels left out it's hard to get to a cellar you know you gotta work for it you gotta I mean, it pay depends. for it sometimes, you know. It depends on who you're with, how difficult it is to get to the cellar. Some people. That's true. It's, it's I mean, I'm imagining for him, it's very difficult. He has high standards for the cellar that no one can reach. Apparently. Apparently. A, you know, a cellar without a little bit of, you know, girth to it. <laughs> what kind of cellar is that? just a little little. (laughs) those are two words that are probably going to cringe people they're going to be like seller and they're gonna be like uh 
And then they're going to hear girth. And they're going to be like, oh, God, I did it. Yeah, girth is such a gross word. But I love Ooh. saying it because it has so much girth to it. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good, that was a, that's a strong combination there. It is. So, um, so I, I, you know, I can't, I can't blame him. I One can th- maybe blame sex education class, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. the sex mm-hmm. education system because, the, you know, we learn about the basics, but, you know. There's no details. About like, right. It's like, okay, you're going to get your period. And then you're like, okay, cool. I can deal with that. But then they don't talk about, you know, the other parts of, you know, your cellar, different, different, you know, closets and cupboards and You've got your your you dry know, pantry and your there. wet pantry, and they just don't go. Yeah, and like how to deal that. with that, <laughs> right? And if the wrong person gets down there, like how do you get them the hell out? They don't talk about these things. That's true. That's true. I feel like sex some education of my maybe. some of my sex ed teachers were virgins themselves, so that wasn't super helpful. <laughs> oh God, no! <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> That's it's like crazy. reading from a book. <laughs> yeah, they're like, apparently, this is what happens. <laughs> I've been That's told. So I mean, it happened to me. Don't worry, guys. I know what I'm right. talking about. Do you know what I heard? This is crazy. I heard this, at least in the States, that um, I think it was like 30%. It was some like crazy number. But a certain percentage of schools are not legally obligated to teach students like scientific facts about sex. So they, you know, they can say um, they're legally allowed to, you know, tell kids if you have sex, you'll go to hell before marriage. What? You know, they're legally allowed to, yeah, or like mislead education based on religion it's like le- you're legally allowed to do that what like, what no i know that no isn't that crazy i have to i, I have to, you have to fact check me on that but mm. like the percentage but they're yeah they're not legally obligated to tell like scientific scientifically proven facts about sex like well, stds stuff like that no wonder this guy didn't have the right information it's not his fault. You can't blame the individual. Oh. Right. I do, however, blame him for saying something. No, you can feel that way and talk shit about me behind my back. <laughs> you can go to your frat house and talk about this gross chick that you heard talk about her cellar. I don't care about that. But in my time, if you're going to make a sound during my time that I work for and that I earned, that's what I'm mad mm. about. You know? The manners with my time, yeah. No, yeah. Be a you know, women. We hold our tongue way too much. It's like, why can't you? That's yeah. what I was mad about. Oh. I should have said something. About, I should have said something to him. And he was he was with a bunch of dudes too, and they were like all laughing at what he did. So it was like me versus them. I had a microphone though. I should have said something. It's so difficult, though. Easy so comment difficult. about the size of his penis. I know. I know. It's, and yeah. to, it, it, I think that's what improv, when improv and stand-up can really benefit each other, <laughs> is thinking on your feet when you're 
feeling anxious or stressed mm. because, you know, in improv, you're able to think quickly, but what improv, you know, improv preps you for like, oh, if there's an awkward, you know, something in a scene, this is how you fix it. Or if, you know, you haven't found the game yet or whatever it is, but it doesn't really teach you like, oh, if you are wildly uncomfortable or feel threatened by, you know, someone in the audience, they don't teach you like a quick quip for, you know, what to say. So maybe um, I should just write down really great comebacks just in case that happens again. You know who is really great for this? I'm going to do a little shout out. Deborah Francis White. She is Australian, mm-hmm. British. She's a podcast called The Guilty Feminist. And um, she. Oh, I guess I've oh, seen her. She does. She, I, there was so one great. show, and I can't remember which one it is, where she does talk about just that of like how awkward it can be for female comedians and like people saying things or like approaching you after a show or anything like that and uh and like hmm to my friend female comedians what have you said and they all like have these like stories about things that they've said to generally guys hashtag not all guys um who have like been a bit inappropriate (laughs) and it's quite good so shout out I recommend Deborah Francis I feel like that's helpful too Um, yeah just to have people said and, and you know, yeah, it doesn't have to be, I mean, certain people, yeah, I feel like to have certain comebacks just ready for, you know, even if like a family member or someone is rude to you just to have it there, it, it's a smart idea, yeah. you know? Yeah. Like, no, like, did you just think of that? You're like, yeah. Yeah. Cause I'm brilliant. Yeah. I feel like that always happens to you. You'll be in the shower and you're like, if I had just said this. Oh my gosh, the number the history books is the best comeback. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The, the number of con- conversations I have in the shower, like I am flipping brilliant in the shower. I'm beating everyone down. I'm like yeah. super witty. I come back at people. And then like in the moment, people are like, you're not funny, Rebecca. And I'm like, uh, uh, yeah. you're like, mom. I wish I could prove you wrong. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah and they're like yeah what about her I'm like yeah, I love my crying. I love my mom like oh god yeah bet you do. Do, 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 do give a little like shout out to people who support you when you're when you do great or if you do poorly you know like the people who you go to after the show and you're mm. like that was bad and they're like yeah it was and then you totally forget about it like those the people who you can do that with are so important and i think those people usually are also people who have been in the same place as you you know so like finding that really great group of comedians or performers or whoever who you can share these stories with is really important so that you can go back up and just think, you know what, if this goes poorly, it's another story to tell my friend so-and-so. That's, that's so valid. And yeah, that's like sort of the whole reason for this is thing is even in like a regular job where you're just like copy pasting stuff, um, you're still gonna mess mm-hmm. up it's just when you mess up on stage so many people are looking at you when it happens 
you're going to mess up so many times. And even when you're really good, you're still going to do shows where people just like, don't find you funny because they've had a bad day or whatever you're talking about, just like is not in their wheelhouse or you're at an office party, like, like all sorts of reasons that, that it just doesn't work out. Just like, keep going. (laughs) Thank you for joining me today, Tess. Mm -hmm. I hope you were able to alleviate some of the incredible shame from those two performances. A reminder, (laughs) you can find Tess on Instagram at Tess Treg and on YouTube at Tess Trigales. I'll put the links in the show notes (laughs) so that everyone can see them. Have a lovely rest of your day. Goodbye.